This is Bruce Martin of Race Day. It's the home stretch of another exciting NTT IndyCar Series season, and Honda has played a major part in the success and excitement of 2019. From the thrilling performances of Alexander Rossi at Andretti Autosport and the legendary five-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon, along with the additions of exciting rookies Colton Herta, Felix Rosenquist, Santino Ferrucci, and Marcus Erickson, Honda has led the way in excitement in 2019. Those are just a few of the big-name drivers that have competed for Honda this season. Our next guest is closing in on some of IndyCar's greatest names. It's Team Penske driver Will Power, the winner of the 102nd Indianapolis 500 in 2018. Power dominated the Grand Prix of Portland on September 1st, leading 52 laps to score the 37th victory of his career. That ties him with four-time Champ Car Series champion Sebastian Bourdais for sixth on the all-time victory list. Next up is Al Unser with 39 wins. The Portland win was the second of the season, all coming within the last three races for power. I caught up with power after the race to talk about that and other topics on today's Honda IndyCar Report. It's the Honda IndyCar Report, and for the second time in the last three weeks, we're joined by Will Power, the winning driver of last Sunday's Grand Prix of Portland at Portland International Raceway. It was your second win of the season. You had won a couple of weeks ago at Pocono. Now you've won at Portland, which, by the way, you had told us after the race was the first track you ever raced at in America. What was it like to finally get a victory there? IndyCar's only been back there for two years, but it used to be a mainstay on the old Kart and Champ Car Series schedule. A lot of drivers say it's a very challenging track. What was it like to be able to get a victory there? Oh, it was great, yeah, and I'd forgotten that that was actually my first time ever in an IndyCar was at that track, but, uh, um, you yeah, know, someone reminded me. So uh, very fitting to get a win there, um, and it's a track that's, got, that's had a lot of history with IndyCar, so, you know, as a kid when you were watching Kart and um, um, Champ Car, you know, they, they would be racing there, so... I'm really happy that we've gone back there and obviously over the moon to get a win. Saturday, you were disappointed that you did not get the pole. Colton Herta had been fast in every practice and in qualifications. He led much of the first part of the race before Scott Dixon was able to pass him. Then you and Scott Dixon had a pretty good battle there before Scott had a problem with a battery dying, which pretty much has now put him out of the championship chase. Once you were in the lead, did you have any issues? No, actually. You know, my only issue was Rosenquist and, um, uh, in that stint where I had blacks and he had reds. And I thought if I can hold him off for the first half of that stint, you know, his reds are going to degrade and I think the blacks might hold on a bit better and that's exactly what happened. I tried to pull a gap enough um, to cover him in a pit stop because I knew that he could go longer than me. Um, so I pulled, tried to pull a three or four second gap and... Um, Sequence went, that was good, and then um, he was pretty quick at the beginning of the last stint. Um, you know, he, him and I were kind of trading fast laps, and then his tyres dropped off a lot, and I was able to pull a big gap, so I was pretty comfortable at the end. Apart from the restart, obviously. The restart was a bit... I, I couldn't believe it when it went uh, yellow with hardly 
what was it? We went back green with five to go or something. So um, was determined to get a good restart and um, not give up all that hard work that I'd done. For the second time in two years at Portland, the field didn't make it through turn one. Last year, the crash was in turn two. This year, the crash was in turn one. Took out a lot of drivers, affected a couple of your teammates, Joseph Newgarden, the points leader, and Simon Pagano, who's now in third. But they were able to get back, get their cars going, and go on and finish higher in the race. What is it about the start at Portland that is causing so many multi-car crashes at the start of the race? Well, for sure, going into turn one, the fact that the front straight is so wide and it funnels down to quite... It doesn't actually funnel down to something that's very narrow, but it funnels... It, it's, it's, it's going from a sixth gear, top of sixth gear, down to first gear, so it's quite a slow corner. First lap, a lot of cars, three and four wide, bunched up. Um, honestly, that accident, just looking at it, is Graham totally missed his braking marker and um yeah caused a caused a yeah about five cars to end up out of the race because the yellow flag was out for so long did that simplify the strategy that there was no point in going to a three-stop strategy for any of the guys that had a chance of contending for the victory yeah it did it absolutely um just eliminated three-stop and everyone basically went to two-stop and made two-stop reasonably easy with not much fuel save. So um, it would have been a quite a different race had it not gone yellow, I would say, because um, there would have been some guys, I would have said, that would attempt a two-stopper. And um, if I was leading, I would have gone for a three-stopper for sure, try to pull a gap. Start of the season this year wasn't the greatest for you. You had some problems all the way through midseason. Then you came to the mindset, I'm just going to go for victories. I'm out of the championship, win or else. Well, since you've taken that attitude, your season has improved dramatically. Do you think in future years that should probably just be the attitude you have from the beginning? Yeah, I think the attitude should be not even thinking of points or just trying to get the most out of the day. I think that was a mistake, is thinking that you have to – game points at the beginning of the year and um, it just brings frustration when it doesn't happen right and such so you know um, I said these last four races I'll race them like I'm going to race all next year and um, it's going well so far apart from obviously at uh, Gateway or Worldwide Technology Raceway um, that was unfortunate but yeah yep uh, it all turns around at some point you can't continue to have bad runs if you're putting the work in this is similar to your 2013 season where you pretty much had the same thing happen very frustrating early part of the year and then you wrapped it up with a lot of victories at the end well guess what happened the year after that you won a championship do you forecast or can you foresee the same thing happening in 2020 that would be nice um obviously a very tight field it's tough to win races and obviously clearly tough to win championships these days you gotta have everything going for you so that's definitely the aim um you know and and it just for me it's just racking up poles and wins that's that's really the top of the list for me poles and wins speaking of poles and wins you're going to close in on mario andretti for most poles your victory at portland was career win number 37 which ties you for sixth place with sebastian bourdais 
there's some real legendary names you're about to join once you get into the top five. What do you think when you realize that Will Power could end up being in the top four or five drivers in IndyCar Series history in terms of career victories? Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> seeing your name amongst drivers like Mario Andretti and AJ Foyt seem, seems a bit surreal. Um, they're, they're guys that no matter how many wins I get or how my career goes, um, that will always seem above me, always look up to. Um, because they were, they were drivers that you idolised as a kid and their names that are just cemented in IndyCar history as absolute legends. So, um, yeah, just a, blows my mind to be able to have your name next to someone like Mario Andretti. And you've also been able to do it in an era where there's a lot of competitiveness from the top of the field to the bottom. There's a lot of reliability with the equipment. Engines don't blow up anymore like they did way back when so in many ways is it harder to get victories in today's era of indycar because of the competitiveness and because of the equipment reliability it i would say it's for sure the hardest time in history to get a win in indycar because it's it's just so many people that can win the cars are all the same everyone's got the same horsepower engines don't blow up um, it's just a different totally different era of racing obviously taking some of the risk factor and danger away um, that, that those guys, um, that Mario and anyone that raced all the way up until I would say 2000, you know, obviously 90s and it just slowly got better and better. But, you know, you would have, you got to think of the mindset that those guys would have had to jump in those cars back then at running similar speeds to what we run now, but with nowhere near the safety that we have now. So it's very different dynamic. You talked about your mindset should be victories only and not worry about the points. But right now, your two teammates, Joseph Newgarden, has a 41-point lead over Alexander Rossi and a 42-point lead over Simon Pagano, his teammate here at Team Penske, going into a double points-paying race. It seems like the last couple of races, Joseph, he's finished fifth for the last couple of races, and it really seems to be not a run-out-the-clock strategy as much as a ball-control strategy, if you were an NFL football yeah. team, of ground game, eat up some clock, yeah. and that can end up winning him the championship. When you get in a position like him, is that the way to do it? I think, you know, that's not by design. <clears throat> he's, um, you know, obviously the qualifying put him in a tough position at Portland, um, just situations, honestly. He's he's been unbelievably consistent this year, rarely finishing out of the top five. So it would be a real pity for him not to finish it off here in Laguna. I mean, it's going to be just a matter of him having a solid day. Obviously, if someone like me was to win the race or someone that was out of the championship completely, it starts to make his job much easier. You know, you know having to finish fifth or sixth, someone wins it, then it's having to finish in the top 10, just, you know, maybe 10th. So, um, yeah, the best thing for him is if he had a very competitive car and he can qualify on pole. Um, but if he can't, is to have someone who's completely out of the game qualify on pole, win the race. And obviously Simon, Simon and, and Rossi have a, you know, you just don't know what can happen. Let's say, uh, you know, similar thing that happened to Dixon happens to Newgarden, then it's, you know, Alex and... 
uh, Simon fighting it out. So basically, whoever finishes ahead um, at that point, yeah. You've been in points races with teammates before. What are the debriefs like? Because you want to have an advantage over a guy for a championship, yeah. but yet he's your teammate, and the way the team structure is set up, you're supposed to trade information. It gets, you know, I, I had battle with um, Elio and um, I think Montoya at one point, but it gets pretty tense. I have to say the the uh, um, engineering room gets a little quieter. Uh, you don't talk to your teammate as much, <laughs> just naturally, because you're competing with him. Um, uh, but, you know, it, at the end of the day, you got to go out, do the job, and... Um, it's all, I always say it's a it's a very interesting situation. Is that you have teammates, but in this team, the, for the most part, you're going to be fighting those guys for points. So uh, interesting dynamic that that uh, um, you know you got to play well. You don't you know you got to be open, but but uh, you got to be respectful. Um, they are your teammates, but on the other hand, you still also got to try beat them. Is it easier when it's somebody on another team because then, at least for the last couple of weeks, you can make him your pseudo-enemy in many ways? Yeah, absolutely. It is much easier fighting someone on another team. On the other hand, having the guy you're racing, you know what he's got. Um, so, yeah, who knows? And finally, what can you tell us about WeatherTech Raceway at Laguna Seca? It's a track that used to be on the cart schedule and the Champ Car Series schedule for a long time. Hasn't had these cars on them lately. What can you tell us about that track? Um, it's actually it's lost a lot of grip from when I raced there last. So I think the tyres will degrade a lot. Um, I think it'd be, it's going to be very tough to get the car right. So it's, it, it'll be interesting. I, I think it'll be a very interesting weekend. I don't think it's... Uh, it's, it's hard for me to even... Um, uh, predict how that's going to play out because I, I got minimal laps there but from what I felt it's it's going to be tough Will it be more strategy or more tactics that win that race? It's definitely going to be a strategy race I think it's going to be a strategy race it's going to be about tyres we'll see, we got a test day there on the Thursday and that will give us a much clearer picture the temperature is going to be more realistic than when we tested there earlier in the year so um, going to be going there is going to be interesting team verizon driver willpower team penske a 37 time indycar series race winner congratulations on your victory at portland and thank you for joining us today on the honda indycar report yeah thank you today's honda indycar report was brought to you by honda with scott dixon's 2018 ntt indycar series championship it gave honda another title to celebrate Four of Dixon's five IndyCar championships have come with Honda Power. It's also Honda's fifth IndyCar Series championship in the past 10 seasons. And when Dixon isn't driving a Honda on the racetrack, he drives a Honda on the streets. Find out why winners like five-time IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon choose Honda by checking out the tremendous line of Honda vehicles at Honda.com or by visiting your local Honda dealer. And be sure to follow all the IndyCar action on the NTT IndyCar mobile app 
including exclusive content from me, Bruce Martin, available for download now. So check it out in your app store.